Welcome aboard, Captain. Welcome back to the Star Trek Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we analyze, discuss, and probe Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home, one minute at a time. I'm Chris LaSalle. And I'm David Stoker. Hey, David Stoker. Hey, Chris. How are you? Good. You're going to continue with that probe, huh? I, that's, I, I think are I'm we probing? Get, we're probing. Probe. Uh, yeah. Uh, so what are we here for? We're here for minute 28 of The Voyage Home. Mm. Uh, minute... 28 starts with uh, Starfleet personnel saying underground storage systems have been shut down. Uh, it ends with McCoy preferring a dose of common sense. Me too. <laughs> you too? I, I always prefer a dose of common sense. Sure. So, uh, yeah, so this is kind of, it, it really starts the first, like, second is uh, Commander Chapel again. And finishing her, her, her thought. Yeah. Telling the admiral that they need uh, life support and medical emergency services. Right, and the second person, I I thought that was Rand uh, initially, but I didn't. No, it's just just a communications ensign. Oh yes, an ensign. She's no, she's nobody. She, she's nobody, but she's got a okay. So ensigns. Yep. Uh, aren't ensigns like uh, interns? Well, they're like, they're they're not like interns. Like I mean, they're, they're, they're like the lowest of the low. They're like the bottom rank. Yeah, so they're like a they got one bar. One, one bar. So, yeah, she's wearing like a, you know, like a different uniform. So she, she's totally an ensign. Yeah. Um, so, oh, is that the ensign uniform? Oh, I, mean, I would I imagine guess, so. Yeah, I guess it kind of is. No, so I guess where I was only, going... Only, like, the officers wear, the, like, the, the monster maroon with the, the flap and the, the buckle. Like, the, yeah, you're, if you're an officer, you wear those. Not, like, ensigns, like, enlisted. Yeah. Um, oh, don't get me started on that. I've always been confused with military <laughs> terms about, like, commissioned, non-commissioned yeah. officers and all that stuff. I never understood that, that those breakouts. Um, but, no, here's what my question is. So, it's, you know, ensign. Yep. Um, this is, like... Starfleet headquarters, you know, command central, yeah, you know, planetary emergency, and they've got an ensign working the communications panel. Sure, why not? <laughs> Just is that good on, it, on well, the job? Well, they're not flying training? in, you know, they're not <laughs> flying in, you know, uh, Joe Communications Captain just for to monitor. I mean, she probably this was her shift, <laughs> you know, and you know she. Just happened to get caught up in the whirlwind, so she's got. Hey, you gotta, gotta do your job. Okay, There's so no, just luck uh, of the draw. Yeah, because this to me, this just seems like this is where you need a commander, Uhura, right? A commander, someone who's had yeah, years I don't of think experience. So. She's just, and... she's just sent, she's just sending out messages though. She's because she says like all underground storage systems have been shut down. Does Uhura really need to say that? No. So. Ensign, perfect, perfect rank for just sending out messages. It's it's like um it's like the mail room. It's like you don't want the head of the mail room delivering the mail. You want the low guy delivering the mail. Oh, interesting. Okay. Right. She's just delivering the messages. That's right. all she's doing. She's not like 
you know, I'm sure they have a whole science team of Spocks and Ohuras that are managing what the signal is well, and, fail, and failing miserably. Yeah, well, yeah, because, you know, that <laughs> that's kind of where I'm going next, too, right? Is, <laughs> uh, great. So we got the Ensign sending out messages, right? Just the, but, yep. but we had, you know, Ahura and, and Kirk figure out the whale's message in, you know, two minutes. Uh well, I think what's happening is there's a little bit of um, – what is it when uh, you know you learn by touching something? Is it osmosis? Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's so, the one. So I'm sure they're knowledge. learning just by touching Spock you know, because he is the smartest man alive. <laughs> so therefore, they're just, they're just being in his presence, and that smartness is just seeping in. They're in his circle. I see. Yes. So yeah. it's, his, it's his aura okay. is just giving off, and they're just caught in the wake. Uh, you know, I I always obviously you have to have in any group you've yeah. got to have a best and brightest, right? Sure. So sure. Star, Starfleet has its best and brightest, and sure, is it? She could be she well, could be a Wesley Crusher. <laughs> I know that's I know that's what ensigns are just like. Bleh. I mean, now we have but, like you know, ensign... Wesley was like a you know a wonder kid. You know, he was super smart. She could be like the top of the class like she could have been the, the valedictorian of the last class of starfleet academy right well no we're yeah yeah no i, I agree i guess i agree with that and you know, <laughs> ensign crusher you're kind of ruining it for me uh but because i'm not now, I, now i'm thinking ensign tilly right now we've got ensign tilly uh, yeah. on discovery right um but no where yeah, i was going uh, but she's kind of smart too she has her moments oh yeah no no she's very bright and um she's like uh the opposite of uh, Wesley Crusher. She's not yeah. a, annoying, <laughs> or at least I don't think she is. Yeah, no. Um, but, but best and brightest. Uh, so mm. Starfleet has its best and brightest, and I guess it it, it could be that our heroes yeah. are Starfleet's best and brightest, right? So they just Starfleet's uh, unlucky in that Kirk and crew are away. Right. right. Well, where do you where do you want your best and brightest? I would think you would want them on the flagship. Of the of the of Starfleet, right? Of the United Federation of Planets yeah. on the Enterprise, which is the the number one ship. You'd want your best and brightest being out there, not necessarily in Starfleet Command when really nothing happens. Yeah, I guess I guess so. I don't know. It's just an interesting. You know, we talked a little bit about you know how come Starfleet <laughs> doesn't have a backup base and you know they don't have a B team and you know, like the, you know Kirk and Spock subpar, you yeah. know, like one notch down. The guys that are always missing the good <laughs> that's, missions. That's right for like a like a Family Guy or Simpsons episode where Kirk and Spock run into the B team. It's all you know what it makes me think of. It makes me think of Spaceballs when they're chasing them down the hall and they turn around. And it's like you idiots, you've captured their stunt doubles. You know, it's like that sort of thing. Like they just the woman have a beard. <laughs> yeah, it was some dude with a cigar. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but yeah, you're right. That would be fun to see. Who is the who's the team? Is tell, to show me Star Trek from the point of view of of the team that is always missing out on the good missions because Kirk and Spock and McCoy get them. That would make a good that would make a good book. It would. We would we need you know you know who should get on that is uh, John Scalzi because yeah. he didn't he write uh, Red Shirts. Oh, he did that one. I think he did. Um, the one where they were in a they were in a TV. TV show? Yeah, it was like, yeah. Or they, they learned that they were like, their life was a TV show. Is that, what was it called? Yeah, I read that one too, and I can't think of the title. Yeah, it was Red Shirts. Yeah. Um, and I totally think, 
writing a, sh- a book from the, 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 the side of the B team, yeah, would be totally – that would be interesting. I would read that okay. with a comedic tone and stuff like that. Yeah. Get on it. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. What else we got? So we're on the first line of dialogue. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, th- so then, uh, did you so well, then, wait? Now I have to ask. Do you know what the underground storage systems are? Is it I, just I where, the, where they keep all the food and water? Uh, I'm gonna guess that's where the big giant Duracells are. Oh right, right. Oh right, right. The batteries. Yeah. The reserves. Yeah, I'm gonna guess it's down down there. Or, yeah. So one of my favorite. This is <laughs> this minute is one of my favorite. Like what? Um, <laughs> Do you know where I'm going with this? Uh, so we we cut away to like a, you know they pull back and we get to see you know people around the, the yeah, Enterprise the D table yeah all the chaos and then those two dudes in the orange jumpsuits suits come in with the uh, what is that? It's like one of you know the you know, it's little, the most ridiculous thing ever is what it is. Yeah, one. I mean, it's supposed to read so they're propping it up against the windows, so it's supposed to presumably keep the windows from crashing. You know. Breaking? I'm assuming. What? what? No. Yeah, that's what it, that's what they're doing. But but they're only putting it on one window. There's four, yeah. at least four panes in that thing. They're not putting it in the center. They're not. <laughs> okay, let me ask you a question, Chris. Uh, all right. W- what century are we in? Uh, Twenty. What, us? You and I? The, them Which movie. Twenty third. Uh, don't they have force fields for that kind of crap? Thank you very much. Yeah, this is. Um, I mean, yeah, people get and, blown and, out. And I'm space. sure you can put it on minimal power. Like, get a car battery and hook a force field up to the window. <laughs> I would like to see that. The, you know, a little, a little <clears throat> shimmering force this whole field, thing, but there's a battery just sitting on the floor and a couple wires up to it. Yeah, this is a this whole thing. I mean, uh, why didn't they just come in with some two, you know, some uh, sheets of plywood and just nail them to the nail them to the window? <laughs> I mean, what is this thing really supposed to do? I'm asking seriously because it annoys me that when I see this movie and I see this scene, I just don't understand what the purpose of one stanchion is against a window. If the window cracks, the stanchion becomes useless. Yeah. Like is it real? Is that little – I'm going to guess 24-inch diameter, 30-inch diameter plastic thing going to really hold together, together a window if a rock hits the bottom? Exactly. I, I just don't understand the purpose of that thing. And it makes me laugh every time I see it. You know we what mock it, what we don't understand. <laughs> you know what it makes me think of, you know, um, you know, when you get your when you get action figures uh, you know, for uh for for a movie, you know, all your favorite characters and stuff, and then they start getting, you know, the the third and fourth wave, you start getting all these B characters or just, you know, mm-hmm. characters in the background. And then they start selling them like, oh, you've got your lightsaber, you've got your, you know, your phaser, you've got your tricorder. Um, I, I did totally mix worlds there. I, I, I know I did. Yeah. Um, but uh, then it, I'm sure there's a guy with an orange jumpsuit action figure that has the, this thing that he's this pole like this that looks like an action figure toy, just life size. So you're telling I'm I'm thinking this is a two pack. This is Jim and Bob. <laughs> And you know, with action stanchion. Stanchion is that? I like that. That is not a word I would have gotten to uh, quickly. I would have had to Google that one. So action stanchion. Yep. Say that ten times fast. Uh, okay. Action. St- and what are their names? 
Jim and Bob. Jim and Bob and their action stanchion. I mean, uh, and then you got then you got Trent and you know uh, Thornton next to him uh, doing I have no idea what. Yeah, is that a flashlight I mean, he's, he's holding? Or I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing with the with the light. They got see they got goggles on, so they yeah. were smart. They went to the locker before this when they called emergency. You know, Jim and Bob ran off to get the stanchion. They were like, "There's going to be some flying glass around here. Let's get the goggles on." Uh, I thought you were going to say they got the cool the cool tools. And Jim and Bob were left with the stanchion, like, "Oh, we got I don't know." Late. Yeah, but. I just don't understand what the what all four of them are doing. They're just a uh, yeah. There's everyone's got a job. Everyone's got a role. So they're either taking weather readings or they're uh, analyzing the structural integrity of the window. Perhaps, yeah. Yeah. I mean, how you know you were you were commenting about like you know the communication ensign and like her job, or I was commenting. You know, she's just she's just delivering the mail, like. What can you think of a worse job than that is, hey, you go check the structural integrity of that window. <laughs> like, Back you want to say, yeah, I mean, that's that's okay. the B team. Yeah, that's the B, yeah. Okay, I have another question. There's this, this actually a lot more in here than I uh, than I had originally thought. Yeah. Um, when they, they cut back to the chaos, there is uh, a woman um, yep. on monitor three yep and you can almost hear her talking she's definitely delivering an update is she another captain she's not and actually i know exactly what she's saying oh you are the man what do you got so her name is uh she's the communications officer trillia of the uss shepherd awesome and and this is it's going to be it's a little wordy so Um, so she says, uh, Starfleet Command, this is Communications Officer Trilly of the USS Shepard, reporting on emergency status code 019. Uh, our condition remains the same. The probe has neutralized all power supplies, and we are functioning on reserves only. All attempts to reinstate main power failed. Captain Clampett has quarantined. <laughs> I have to no. stop and laugh. <laughs> Captain Jed? <laughs> uh, Captain Clampett has quarantined all but minimal support crew due to the failure of the viral sterilization capsules containing vegan D-virus, which has already killed 15 crew members. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, keep going, but we got to unpack that. All aboard are believed to be infected, uh, believed to be infected atmospheric regeneration and reclamation systems are not functional and all medical supplies are spoiling due to refrigeration shutdown. At present condition, life support systems will be exhausted within eight hours. Starfleet, please advise. Like that's her whole speech. Holy cow! We only get we only get like two or three lines of her in the background, but that's like her whole thing. Okay, so so I need now. I I don't have that in front of me. I don't know where you got that. That's great. Uh, but did she say like? Is she complaining about everyone's got a everyone's sick? Everyone's basically sick. On the, they're all going to die. Is basically what she's saying. Is that they? Some virus has gotten out. There has already killed fifteen people. Oh, they can't use their medical supplies because they're spoiling because of refrigeration. So basically, um, they're they're dead. Well, that's cool. So that so you're so they're so this is like a side effect of yes losing power. People are, things are getting out that shouldn't be getting out. Right. So there's a section in the script. Um, if you if you have the script up. 
um, there's an appendices section and it has like all these different speeches. Like that's where I got Captain Randolph's speech when he was talking, like his, you know, the deploying of the solar sail. Like there's a whole more, um, you know, thing and even like the council president's Kirk speech. So there's a whole bunch of different things um, that they have that we could have gone into. But I thought, thought this one was super interesting because of the whole the whole virus and the basically their ship is is done for. I think this is my new favorite minute. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. I did not know that, and uh, I did not. Uh, yeah, I do have the script in front of me. I always have the script in front of me. I've never gone to the bottom of the script because we're not yeah. at minute 120. <laughs> uh, very cool. Um, well, that's. I mean, I you know we talked about you know Captain Randolph and giving yep. his you know his uh, his farewell speech, right? Essentially that. Yep. They don't get the solar sail; they're goners. Yeah, they're, they're uh, goners too. Yeah. This is a great, like, subplot, right? Uh, they lost. They lost. Yeah. What was the virus? Vegan D. Vegan Vegan D virus. I'm assuming that means like that's a Vega from or Vegan Vega, right? D virus. Yes. Not, not not a vegetarian kind of thing. Yeah, I'm gonna say they're not not vegans. Oh, that's that's great. Uh, so Captain Clampett. Officer Trillia this is a whole new set of ca- characters. I want I want to what see you, the rest of it. I want to, I want this I want to see the subplot play out. What do you think her favorite band is? <laughs> uh, flock Flock of Seagulls. <laughs> you know it, baby. <laughs> that is it is that is a cool do a cool do. Yes. You think that's regulation? <laughs> oh man, that's great. Again, we're only minute, we're only in second twenty-five of this minute. <laughs> I mean, we haven't even gotten to the meat of this minute yet. Uh, yeah, I know. Okay, well that that was worth it. I mean, I, I could stop right here. This is great. <laughs> we're gonna Costanza it. Thank you. I'm out of here. <laughs> All right. So then we do. Uh, I guess. I guess we cut away. Then do you have anything else with uh, Starfleet? Nope. Nope. That's it. All right. So yeah, we cut. Uh, we cut away. Um, to back to the bird of prey. Yep. Um, Scotty, uh, Kirk asking Scotty, uh, uh, how long is the bay? How long is this bay? Yep. Um, so, uh, don't you think Kirk should like set some context for Scotty before he starts asking all these weird questions? I don't know. I think it's pretty straightforward. He's, you know, he says, "Hey, Scotty, you know, how long is this bay?" And he says, "Oh, about sixty feet, Admiral." And then he says, "Could you enclose it to hold water?" I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, I know. It just seems like a random. When you know, we know what he's why he's asking. Scotty's probably like, "Is Kirk gone off the deep end here? Why is he asking me this?" But I, I do like his response. Are you, channel, are you channeling McCoy? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> off the deep end, Mister Scott. Uh, are you planning to take a swim? I guess that's his. Yeah. <laughs> That's his joke back to him. Oh, geez, off the deep end. Yeah. I, I well, I think he just assumes everyone knows what he knows, which I, I think the thing that always annoys me with this little bit of the minute is how exasperated Kirk is. And I don't know if this is another one of those things where the relationship between him and Doohan um, played in a little bit to the to the scene because he's very like – he's like, uh, I suppose I could. Uh, you're planning to take a swim, and he says uh, – he says, Scotty, we've got to find some humpbacks. And he says, uh, Scott says, Mr. Scott says, 
humpbacked people. He's like, whales, Mr. Scott, whales. You know, and it's just, I feel like Kirk's annoyed. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. He's 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 ready for action, right? That's 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 the Kirk mode he's in right now. Um, I I've never liked Scotty's humpback people. I've never liked that response. Even like the first time I saw it, it just yeah. seems very out of character. Very, I don't know. There's something about it. Are there even do, humpback do, people around in the 23rd century? Then they fix all of medical problems. Do you just want to see Kirk go up and slap him in the face and go humpback whales, Mr. Scott? You idiot. I think the thing that that's burning Kirk up right now is that they were trapped on Vulcan for so much time, and the cargo area looks like crap. It's a complete and utter mess. Right. Like, how are there canisters just lying around all over the place? Like, isn't there any order? Or, you know, don't they have like shelves and stuff to put all this stuff on? Yeah, you would think you would think even Klingons would you know somebody would be. Well, it's not even that. It's like they were trapped on Vulcan for a while, and all the you know, don't you think? I think Vulcans are knee freaks. <laughs> that is and true. And I think they and I think they would have cleaned all this up. I get priorities, man. I guess it's just priorities. They didn't get to this. <laughs> Although there are some, I think there's some Vulcan containers in here, right? Those the couple of red boxes look like they have Vulcan writing on them to me. I, I think it's Vulcan writing, yeah. not Klingon. Yeah, those circular containers, and the, there's yeah. the one box. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so okay, so. We're gonna find some humpbacks. Yep. Some humpbacks. Yep. And uh, also, Kirk's got all the details: how long they are, how heavy they are. So he uh, clearly has brushed up since the last yep. uh, minute. So, do you think if you know Kirk had a TV show and he went out, you know, through San Francisco with a microphone and asked people what humpbacks were, do you think they would know what that is? Just uh, you know how like they, like uh, Conan O'Brien or like uh, the, you know the Daily Show does that you know sure. they'll go out and they'll ask people like ridiculously simple questions and they'll be like who's who's the president and they'll be like oh I don't know right, you know right. Reagan and uh, do you think uh, do you think people would be like humpback do you think they would answer like Scotty like humpback people uh, I, I don't like I, I hope to God no <laughs> <laughs> I mean well. I mean, how long have how, the whales have been gone for? What, two hundred plus years? Oh, oh, you're saying if they if they went out on the street in the 23rd century and asked, yes, that in the 23rd yeah. century, oh, yes, for sure. Yeah, I definitely think they would not know, not know what humpback, yeah, meant, right? Yeah, I mean, and Quasimodo, Quasimodo, yeah. I mean, I assume that you know, popular literature is still you know, people would know Quasimodo right. from literature, but um, and I'm assuming there's still Disney movies in the 23rd century. Uh, that's interesting. I would. Uh, I, I gotta research that more. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So, uh, what do we got? What else we got? Do, 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 do. I guess then we cut away from that, right? So, we don't. I feel like the there could have been more to that conversation between Scotty and Kirk. Yeah. Just kind of four tons each, and then you know. Yeah, it just kind of leaves it. He's like. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, he just kind of says, "Hey, we're gonna go get some whales," and yeah, they you know, how much they weigh, this is how big they are, and then they walk away. And I'm sure he's standing there like, "What? <laughs> what just happened? What are you talking about?" Uh, so do, 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 we get. So this is. I, I like this next moment. You know, McCoy and Kirk are, are now, uh, you know, walking back to the bridge. I think, and uh, McCoy's like, "We're really gonna time travel in this rust bucket," and Kirk says, "We've done it before." 
and it's this isn't done very often in the movies that I can think of where they've referenced things in the original series. Right. Of course, I just except for you know that Wrath of Khan movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, forget my segue. <laughs> uh, so slingshotting around the sun. Um, that is a reference to the original series, uh, Tomorrow is Yesterday. Yes. Um, where they, I think that's how they, is that how they get away? I think they end up back in time and they get away by slingshotting around the sun. I forget what the, if, there's a few few original series episodes with time travel in them. Mm. Um, uh, some of them are, you know, they like, city on the edge of forever right they just go through the, the, the portal portal yep. yeah uh but this is the one where they uh this is the one where they get thrown back in time uh and they have to that's yeah tomorrow's yesterday is where they escape uh by doing the slingshot around right. the sun um so that's a i like i, I liked anyway other than Rathacon, I, I like the throwbacks to the original <laughs> series was my whole point <laughs> um but for the uh, McCoy is kind enough for those of us who don't know. Um, if you pick up enough speed, you're in a time warp, and if you don't, you fry. So he's, that's a nice little uh, exposition for those yeah. uh, non-nerds. Um, and I was actually, uh, I was actually surprised um, uh, when I was looking at the list of time. I was looking at you know how many time travel episodes have there been, and there was five of them uh, in the original series. Um, and one of them was the Naked Time, which is one of the early episodes, you know, where everybody mm. kind of, you know, loses and stuff. Yep. I was like, what? I, don't, I couldn't. I, had, I actually had to dig into that one a little bit. I'm like, why? What was? Why was there time travel in there? But it was. Ended up they ended up, um, at the end of the episode, like getting away and being blown backwards in time, like 72 right. hours or something. Uh, so the last three days, you know, were kind of erased. Um, so that was. That was fun, just because I'm like, oh, I didn't realize that one had time travel in it. Hmm. Bad Trekkie, I guess. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. I'm assuming. I'm assuming I'm a bad Trekkie if I don't know all the details of every single plot of every single episode. Yeah, I mean, I don't either, and I am total bad Trekkie for that. Need to. I always say this, and probably every season, I need to rewatch the original series <laughs> more. Yeah. Um, than I than I have. Like, I've watched a few episodes here and there, but I really need to buckle down and watch, like, the whole three seasons. Right. we got plenty of time for that. Sure. Sure. We're doing 13 movies, right? So we got, you know... Yeah, we got plenty to watch everything. Yeah. Um, so Kirk's reply is weird. You'd prefer we do nothing. Um, <clears throat> so... So if we don't time travel... Kirk says that we're not going to do anything. Right. I, I just find that, that he, you know, clearly he had that this is, you know, one track mind Kirk. Well, he's, he's already engaged. Like he, he's already, we're doing this. Yeah. So he's basically, you know, I think McCoy is sort of like putting the brakes on a little bit being like, Hey, let's, uh, let's think about this. You know, we're in a crappy, you know, you go, and we may burn up here. Um, can we, you know, what he says, I'd prefer a dose of common sense. And he's kind of like, let's stop and think about this. I mean, you're, his point has been, you're putting too much faith in Spock. Like, we don't know, are his marbles all there? Like, we could end up dying. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's that's is that really that's so that's his biggest concern, right? It's not sounds not so much time travel. It's just like time travel with a potential, you know, dependent on a potentially broken Spock. Yes, right. Like he is, I think he is putting trying to put the brakes on it, but yeah. Um. All right. Uh, I do have one. Uh, one additional piece. Um. The uh, the conversation that we were talking about, Scotty and Kirk walks away. There's yep. actually more to the conversation in the script. Oh, okay. Um, so after he's, you know, the last line we see was Kirk's like, whales, you know, for about 40 tons a piece. Uh, it continues and said, Admiral, how am I going to handle all that weight? And Kirk just says, you'll work it out, Scotty. And remember, two of them. He's like, two? Hmm. And it takes two to tango, Mr. Scott. And oh. then he walks out. Um. And, and Scotty says, the Great Flood and Noah's Ark. What a way to finally go. So that would have been a fun thing to leave in. Oh, I like that line. That would yeah. have been that would have been great, adding that in. Absolutely. I uh, would pre- I would have preferred that than humpback people. Yeah, hump- <laughs> yeah humpback people. It's a terrible line. I hate it. It's very distracting. Uh, anyway, so that's, uh, that's all I had for uh, minute 28. Yep, me too. So it was a good one. That was all sorts of good tidbits yeah, in there. Yep. Oh yeah, good tidbits. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's wrap it up then. And uh, folks, if you want to share some uh, some tidbits you may know about the voyage home, uh, why don't you hit us up on social medias? We're at uh, we're on Twitter, uh, Tumblr, Instagram uh, as at Star Trek Minute. Um, we also uh, are on uh, the interweb, StarTrekMinute.com. So find us anywhere. Uh, drop us a note. Let us know your thoughts. We'd love to hear from you. And um, we'll be back again on Wednesday, talking about Minute 29 of the Voyage Home, here at Star Trek Minute. Bye now. Goodbye.